This podcast is sponsored by Monarch Money. Are you saving to reach your financial goals? Reaching those goals isn't just about getting more money, but by managing what you have. And the best way to manage your money? Monarch Money. Monarch Money is a new kind of finance app that's intuitive, powerful, ad-free, and takes the headaches out of budgeting. Try it free when you go to monarchmoney.com slash podcast. Monarch puts all your accounts, investments, transactions, and finances at your fingertips. With a complete view of your finances, you'll gain insights on your spending and find new ways to save. Plus, Monarch lets you customize your dashboard, collaborate with your partner, set custom budgets and goals, and track your progress toward them. See why Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it, and why the Wall Street Journal named Monarch Money the best budgeting app overall. Get a 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash podcast. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H money.com slash podcast for your free trial. monarchmoney.com slash podcast. For the first time since its release 65 years ago, Brenda Lee's Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree has hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. Great. 65 years, yeah. People are loving something that's been around for over six decades. This is actually the best news Joe Biden's had in years. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's all a terrible television show. Our entire system of government. Isn't it awful? Yes, it is. And I'll tell you, if, uh, you know, these uh, stories and the audio I'm playing for you, if anyone just said the Jews will not replace us, you know, then it'd be a big deal with Democrats. You're a dirty little Jew. You deserve to die on the University of Pennsylvania campus, Ivy League. No big deal. Well, that's, that's, not, that's nothing. What? Is that kind of rhetoric that should be frowned upon? Heck no. All right, I want to, I'm moving on to President Trump in just a moment who was on the Fox News Channel last night with Sean Hannity in a town hall setting. But first, I want to, because every single Democrat voted for anti-Semitism last night, including Jewish Democrats. You have a chance to condemn anti-Semitism, which is raging right now in the United States and beyond, and there's a war in the Middle East, and Hamas, and every day is a war crime, and every knocked is crystal knocked here in the United States. But Ilhan Omar, who is, uh, at a bare minimum, a soft jihadi, really remarkable stuff on her on her ex account because she didn't just vote present. She voted no. She voted no, right? And uh, she, in her ex post, she typed, we must stand against any attempt to define legitimate criticism of this war and the government perpetrating it as anti-Semitism. Now, wait a minute. And the government perpetrating it? The government of Israel is perpetrating this war? That's what she said. She's not on the side of civilization. She's not good. She's bad. I am proud to join fellow Democrats in opposing this wrong-headed resolution, she said. The condemnation of anti-Semitism, which is 
at, I believe, unprecedented levels in modern times, certainly in the United States, and is a wrong-headed resolution. <clears throat> and, of course, Israel is perpetrating this war. That's what she said. It is good to be a Democrat because if a Republican had said something like that and it was not favored by the Democrats, uh, it would be the end of that Republican's political career. You would be over. Now, the resolution just condemns anti-Semitism. Ilhan Omar continued on X, I voted no on H. It's the House Resolution 894. This extreme and cynical Republican resolution does not does nothing to combat anti-Semitism. Well, you want to combat anti-Semitism, you should be expelled from Congress. Maybe they should do that. That's a majority of Republicans. They expelled George Santos. Maybe they should expel the squad members for being Hitler, you know, being Nazis like they are. It does nothing to combat anti-Semitism, relies on a definition that conflates criticism of the Israeli government with anti-Semitism. Well, uh, particular types of criticism, genocidal criticism, from the river to the sea criticism, paints critics of the Israeli government as anti-Semites, only if they say they should be wiped off the map from the river to the sea and have no right to exist and falsely states that anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism. Well, if you're anti-Zionist, then you believe that Israel doesn't have a right to exist, and it's uh, the only Jewish state in the world. So that is anti-Semitism. These are dumb people, but they're dangerous people. She is dangerous. Stupid, but dangerous. Unserious, but dangerous. All right, now let's uh, let's get to the... Next thing, there are so many, so many amazing stories to get to. I just don't have enough time, honestly. Did you see that, uh, speaking of Democrats, that Monica Lewinsky is on tour? Monica Lewinsky, you know Monica Lewinsky. I had some nice people um, <laughs> send me a box of Monica Lewinsky cigars <laughs> recently. Well, I have, I have at home. They're actually displayed right now. That's, uh, that's fun. Monica Lewinsky will be the featured speaker in Frederick, Maryland. Frederick, Maryland. Uh, About an hour outside of Washington, D.C., north of Washington, D.C. Monica Lewinsky, social activist. What what do you think her area of activity is? Producer and contributing editor to Vanity Fair at the Weinberg Center. Monica Lewinsky is Jewish. The Weinberg Center is named for a Jewish people. This could be dangerous. It might be too dangerous to go to. Amazing, but Monica Lewinsky at this event, it's uh, January 18th, 2024, 7.30 p.m. It's a Thursday. There's Monica. And here's a picture of Monica. She looks better than ever. Quite honestly, she looks great. And you know that I know Monica Lewinsky. I haven't seen her in some time, but I, uh, you know, I, I worked with Monica Lewinsky when she was in the Clinton administration. I was assigned to the Pentagon as a, as a journalist, and she worked in the office next door. What is it? It's like 17 and a half miles of hallway. And uh, she worked in the office next door to me in the, in the Pentagon. But I do say this picture, she, uh, you know, the years have been very good to Monica Lewinsky. 
And she was never the bad guy in that story. She was a young, impressionable woman who came to Washington to learn about government, and she did. <laughs> All right, now let's, uh, that's a, uh, that is a crazy story. And it's fun. Michael Piercy brought it in. Hey, Monica Lewinsky's got a thing. I, if it were more convenient, I might even go, but it's too far. You know, it's too far for me. <laughs> I can't drive that far. <laughs> you know. But we got that going for us. Right, now let's get to uh, let's get to President Trump from last night because there was a lot of good stuff. It's my squeaky arm on my microphone uh, thing there. <laughs> it's uh, it squeaks a lot. I'd call the engineering department, but <laughs> uh, all right. So let's go to uh, let's go to President Trump. You got more lots of anti-Semitism in California too. But uh, honestly, and terrorism, because the FBI director warning us about all the radical Islamic terrorism that's looming, looming and uh, probably left-wing radical Democrat terrorists, too. More violence from them in the last handful of years, to be sure. But uh, let's go, because um, I did, we didn't play that Joe Biden soundbite, did we, of Joe Biden yesterday on the tarmac, who was asked by a loving and adoring reporter, uh, a, uh, a lame question, a suck-up question. And Joe Biden claims that the only reason he's running now is because Donald Trump is running, and he's so afraid of Donald Trump that he just has to run. Would you be running for President Trump Friday? I, I expect so, but look, he, he is running, and I just I have to run. No, not now. If Trump wasn't running... I'm not sure I'd be running, said Joe Biden yesterday. Of course, he's not sure of anything, so I would, I would expect, I would expect that to be true. Now, you know, what I'd like to do. I'd like to play some news media before last night's. The news media talking about Donald Trump being Hitler and a dictator, and he's going to destroy the republic. And they got uh, Liz Cheney out there saying this, and he's not going to leave office uh, if he's reelected. Uh, and they're just, they make up this stuff from the fertile imagination of their, their drug-addled brains. And the news media, before President Trump appeared last night with Sean Hannity. Is that what we would have if we re-elect Donald Trump? I think it's, it's a very, very real threat and concern. I think the phrase sleepwalking into a dictatorship um, should wake people dictatorship. up. If I'm wrong, it's not going to be the kind of dictatorship with concentration camps and martial law overnight, is Why it? Why not? That's overnight. not what we're going to get. We're going to get Trump borrowing from the Orban playbook in Hungary, from the Modi the playbook in India. And what does that look like, Jason? What would that look like here in America? Fears of a dictatorship. The alarming prediction for a second Trump term. Liz Cheney is right what she said, that we are sleepwalking into a Donald Trump dictatorship if people don't uh-huh. wake up and remember what Donald Trump was to, to the four years, what he tried to do to our democracy. Yeah, well, um, control our border, low gas prices, low interest rates, no war in the Middle East, no war in Europe. Um mean tweets that's uh, that's the whole thing that's your news media and uh, he's hitler it's a dictatorship now did he use again did he use the fbi against his political enemies did uh, the fbi lie to the fisa courts to get warrants to spy on his political enemies no but barack obama and the democrats did that did he use the irs against his political enemies no but barack obama and the democrats did that 
did he weaponize the government against his political enemies who are, you know, the loyal opposition, the opposition in the United States of America, right? So there is, it's a dictatorship and it's not going to look like, you know, it's not, you know, Joe Biden loves trains. So I guess there are going to be a lot of boxcars going to have uh, the rail spurs in Indiana and death camps because Joe Biden likes trains. Uh, Joe Biden using the FBI uh, also to cover up his own crimes with all the bribery and the millions coming from Ukraine and China and Russia and Romania. Uh, pay no attention to any of that. Um, now let's get to President Trump last night on the Sean Hannity program. And, uh, you know, our biggest problems, what, I, I don't know, what is it, uh, nuclear apocalypse or Joe Biden? Nuclear weapons are the biggest problem we have. And we have a man that can't put two sentences together. We have a man that doesn't know he's alive and he's backed up by the media. The biggest problem we have, the media. The media is fake. I came up with the term a long time ago, and they won't talk about it. And let me ask you this. If I did some of the things that he did, they'd reinstitute the death penalty, okay? They don't want to talk about it. When he gets paid three and a half million dollars from the mayor of Moscow's wife, when I brought it up at a debate, and Chris Wallace was moderating, how's he doing, by the way? Not too good. Chris Wallace, what happened to Chris Wallace? Well, he went to CNN, and uh, nobody watches CNN. So uh, it's uh, a magic disappearing act. Watch me disappear. Hey, I took a jab at CNN. And then, uh, last night, President Trump caught up with me. I've been saying for many months, I posted a video months ago, one of our posted videos, usually Tuesdays and Thursdays, we post videos, that uh, I predicted many months ago, Joe Biden will not be the nominee for the Democrat Party come election day next year. Do you think in 11 months he will be their candidate? I personally don't think he makes it, okay? I haven't said that. I'm saving it for this big town hall. I've never always, I personally don't think he makes it. I don't think he makes I it. I think he's in bad shape physically. Do you remember when he said, I'd like to take him behind the barn? If he took me behind the barn and I went like this, I believe he'd fall over. I believe he'd fall over. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? President Trump did like he's blowing like he's blowing out a candle. He went, he's blowing out a candle, and Joe Biden would fall over. Um, President Trump on Joe Biden saying he'll take him behind the barn. By the way, it was okay for him to say that he's hard like to take him behind the barn. He could say that, and everyone thought it was so cute. If I ever said it, they'd say. He's a dictator. He's a horrible human being. You know, it's a whole double standard we have, and not only in the law, but just about everything else, as you know very well. As you know very well, and uh, Joe Biden, uh, Mr. Super Athlete. I personally don't think he makes it physically. I watched him at the beach. He wasn't able to lift a beach chair, which is meant for children to lift. You can lift <laughs> it like that. Uh, and mentally, I would say he's possibly equally as bad and maybe worse. And uh, I got to tell you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to the one that made the media go crazy. They went crazy last night because of the next soundbite that I'm going to play for you. And then I'm going to play for you the, the news media responding to what he said. I'll let you hear the whole thing, and then you can hear the media uh, dissect it, change it, literally, edit it down, and then attack him for what he didn't say. Another one of my old sayings, they take what you said, change it till it's what you didn't say, then they attack you for what you didn't say. Hey, do you have nasty odors in your home or office that you just can't get rid of? Hmm? Huh? Well, now you can get rid of any stinky odor with the Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifier. 
The thunderstorm gets rid of odors from cooking, cigarette smoke, litter boxes. Even leftists are no match for the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. The thunderstorm starts working in a matter of seconds to clear any room of any odor. And you don't have to buy filters and spend money again and again to replace with the thunderstorm. You can hold one in your hand. They're only this big. More than 350,000 thunderstorms already sold. Thousands and thousands of five-star reviews online. It works like a champ. I've got two at home. And this week, I've got a great deal for you to get your own thunderstorms because you can save 200 American dollars on three Eden Pure thunderstorms for whole home protection. The teenager's room, give one to your smelly uncle. That's three units for under $200. All you have to do is go to EdenPureDeals.com and enter the discount code CHRIS. That's EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is CHRIS. And because you know me, shipping is free. Yeah, I've got the next one coming up. President Trump said what made them all go crazy yesterday. Would you be a dictator? And then the media response. Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. All right, now, as promised, uh, President Trump was Sean Hannity last night. You know, the media says he's a dictator, he's Hitler, he's not going to leave office, uh, Liz Cheney. And they promote Liz Cheney all over the place because she'll say it again and again. And uh, Hannity, Sean Hannity asked him, so are you going to be a dictator? And uh, President Trump did what only President Trump can do. The media has been focused on this and attacking you under no circumstances. You are promising America tonight. You would never abuse power as retribution against anybody. Except for day one. Except for? He's going crazy. Except for day one. Meaning? I want to close the border and I want to drill, drill, drill. That's not not retribution. I'm going to be, I'm going to be, you know, he keeps... We love this guy. He says, you're not going to be a dictator, are you? I said, no, 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 other than day one. We're closing the border, and we're drilling, drilling, drilling. After that, I'm not a dictator. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, it's classic President Trump. He knows how to uh, get their goats every single time. It's uh, quite amazing, except for day one. And then he explains, because I'm going to close the border. That's not uh, dictatorial. That's an executive order uh, within the purview of the president and the presidency. Uh, and uh, after he closes the border, he's going to do other good stuff. Uh, dictator on, on uh, day one. That's not retribution. And then drill, drill, drill. Energy independence. Remember that? Rather than relying on Iran and bad actors around the world. So that's what President Trump said. Now, How do you think the media has responded to that moment where, you know, Trump is quipping. He's doing a he's doing a quip. Uh, But 
they'll edit it for him and then attack him. That's coming up. All right, now, just played the audio for you of President Trump last night being asked by Sean Hannity, somewhat tongue-in-cheek, because the media keeps playing this. He's going to be a dictator. He's, he was president for four years. Was he dictatorial as president for four years the first time around? Uh, honestly, did he use the FBI and the IRS and the Justice Department and the FISA courts against his political enemies like Obama and Biden? No. No is the answer. But Obama and Biden, much more dictatorial, much more fascist. And they're anti-Semites, too which is another fascist characteristic, isn't it? Yes, it is. Amazing stuff. I, uh, I was, I was talking, I was having a conversation and the, you know, the, uh, the left is saying, well, there have been 16,000 Palestinians killed by those terrible Jews since the Palestinians attacked the radical Islamic jihadi group Hamas and the Palestinian Islamic Jihad attacked and raped and mutilated and dismembered and murdered. And uh, then the Israelis responded. And they said, well, you've killed Sitton. Bernie Sanders is out there. Some 16,000 Palestinians have been killed in the last two months. Show me the graveyards. Uh, is there no media there at all? Can they, do they have, they, they had videos, the, the terrorists did when they were mutilating and raping and murdering. They made videos to show their friends. Um, where, where's the, where are the graveyards? Where are all these bodies? This, these numbers are just, well, just take our word for it. That's a, that's a crazy time. But in any event, uh, President Trump, he's going to be the dictator, right? Not Biden, not Obama, whose abuses ought to be legend. They are if you actually follow the news, as we do here. We know who the abusers of power are. We know the people with the dictatorial and the fascist tendencies are. And in the United States, it's the left, not the flag-waving, military-joining, patriotic Americans who raise normal children and just want their schools to be respectful of, of civil, civilizational norms. But, uh, but never mind that. So uh, President Trump quipped, except for day one, and everybody in the audience laughed. Now, this is key. Because everybody at the town hall recognized President Trump's sense of humor. And when he says, except for day one, uh, they all laugh. And uh, Hannity had a little moment there. And he said, well, wait, wait, wait. And then he, he realized, yeah, there's a, it's a Trump joke. Except for day one. And then it's not dictatorial to, to say by uh, executive order, we're going to secure the border. And we're going to drill, drill, drill. Drill, baby, drill. Remember all that? There's nothing dictatorial about that. So it's Trump being tongue-in-cheek and, once again, handing the left uh, the arrow with which they will, um, uh, you know, uh, prick him today. Yeah, no, that's right. That's okay. So you, you can prick your finger, but the, uh, it's an old George Carlin thing. But he hands them the arrow, and then uh, they use it. And he doesn't care because he's Trump. Right? Now, here is the news media. This is just today, just this morning, the news media going bat guano crazy, as they so often do, every time President Trump says something. 
Donald Trump last night saying the quiet part out loud. Increasingly violent and authoritarian rhetoric on the campaign trail has sparked a frenzy of headlines this week about what he might do if he becomes president again. Dictator for one day talk, the front runner, well. Yeah, uh, on day one, I will be a dictator. You're right to be concerned about this. It's a very scary time. He would be a dictator only on day one, not ruling out abusing his power if elected. Laughed off questions about whether he would become a dictator if he returned to the Oval Office. Donald Trump has been telling us exactly what he will do if he's reelected, and tonight he said he will be a dictator on day one. He'd be a dictator on the first day. His comments about not wanting to be a dictator except on day one. Saying, oh, I'd only be a dictator on day one. This thing last night, I think, was sort of practiced ambiguity mm -hmm. from Trump. Believe him. Donald Trump never answered it. Mm -hmm. He never answered no. it. When he promised that he would be a dictator on day one, he got applause. He got laughter. They lie about everything. They uh, remember when uh, President Trump, um, what was it, uh, Charlottesville, said, "Well, there are good people on both sides, right?" And he said, "I'm not talking about the neo Nazis and the racists who deserve condemnation, absolutely." And then the news media took it and they edited out the second part and just said, "There are good people on both sides," and that was the debate over the statue in the park, which was. Uh, you know, a social issue in Charlottesville. But this is what they do. They take what you've said, they change it till it's not what you've said, then they attack you for what you didn't say. This has been going on forever with our corrupt, filthy, left-wing media. President Trump's actual line. You would never abuse power as retribution against anybody. Except for day one. Except Look, what? He's going crazy. Except for day one. Meaning? I want to close the border and I want to drill. That's drill, not a that's, drill. That's not, oh, no. that's not retribution. But all of the media just erases that and they go with the edited, their own edited version, their edit. And uh, that's how corrupt our media is. Just extraordinary. Man, oh, Manischewitz, I'm telling you. All right, let's go to. Uh, Let's see. Let's go to the FBI director, who is awful and terrible and untrustworthy. <clears throat> and he was testifying under oath yesterday. And he uh, threw something out that uh, uh, ought to be taken as kind of a big deal because um, there is either you know, a wave of terror just on the other side of that hedge and terrorists waiting to attack us or... Um, He's just looking to set the predicate to strip us of more of our liberties. Here is the FBI Director Christopher Ray yesterday under oath. I've never seen a time where all the threats, or so many of the threats, are all elevated all at exactly the same time. So, blinking red lights analogy about 9-11, all the lights were blinking red before 9-11, apparently... Obviously, all of us missed it. Would you say that there's multiple blinking red lights out there? Lindsey Graham. I see blinking lights everywhere. Since October 7th, the uh, urging of foreign terrorist organizations to attack America has gone up. Is that fair to say? Yes, the threat level has gone to a whole nother level since October 7th. A whole nother level. A, a whole, he, and he, every time he testifies, he always says a whole nother. Have you noticed that? A whole nother. It's not the best. Now, at our uh, southern border, Customs and Border Protection data shows that our southern border in uh, 2022 and 2023 fiscal years, 
From Afghanistan, crossing our border, 6,386. From Egypt, 3,153. From Iran, 659. From Syria, 538. From China, 26,113. The biggest number of all by far. Russians, 12,605. And uh, the Democrats have an open border because they're not on our side. Uh, Also, by the way, uh, the Biden-Harris campaign tweeted out yesterday on an ex-post, Trump, colon, they love their colons, I will be a dictator on day one. That's what the Biden camp posted on X. The New York Times headline is, Trump deflects questions on retribution and law-breaking at town hall. Well, if he did exactly what Biden and Obama did, would that be okay with the New York Times? The radicals at Rolling Stone, Trump to Hannity on whether he'll abuse power as president. Day one. And CNN, Trump sidesteps question when asked if he plans to abuse power if re-elected. This is what you get from the news media. It's quite amazing. Quite amazing stuff. Um, all right, that's uh, and and the flashing red lights are everywhere. Uh, it's a whole nother level of security threat because you know Democrats. That's the thing. Now I haven't been talking about it a lot here this morning, and I probably should have been, but I have too much news in front of me once again. Way too much news. But today is Wednesday. You know what that means? Mailbag day. Not just news out of the Clinton household, but mailbag day, too. And so I'd like to get to the mailbag questions. Because it's Wednesday and it's mailbag day. Let's go right to the questions from the nice people out there in America. Blaze McLean. Blaze McLean asks, My question is about journalism and the relationship between TV reporters and producers. What are their respective roles? Specifically, when we see an on-air reporter reporting from, say, Gaza or anywhere, is the reporter telling us his or her own research or what the producer wants put out? That actually can be a very complex discussion. There are different types of producers. You have newsroom producers who aren't news gatherers. You have control room producers who are neither newsroom producers or news-gathering producers. You have field producers, who are much more like reporters as a rule, and beat producers. I was a beat producer at the Pentagon for many years, and in my role, I was what we called at the time an off-air reporter, meaning my role was not to do... A lot of producers do a lot of logistics. If you're on the road, producers have to deal with a lot of logistics, travel and, you know, planes and uh, the cabs or rented cars and hotels and, and assistants and translators and, and things like that. So there can be with television, you got to ship a lot of equipment. You're moving sometimes a large number of people. There are a lot of logistics and a lot of reporters are, are kind of logistical producers and not editorial producers. Um, I came from an editorial background in the newsroom as an assignment editor. I went to the Pentagon as 
effectively an, an off-air reporter and editorial producer. I gathered news. I, um, you know, uh, cultivated sources and trusting relationships so that uh, my role was as a reporter. I eventually went on television from the Pentagon, even though I never really wanted to be on television. But um, I loved being an off-air reporter. Uh, but there are a lot of different roles for producers. Now, reporters, you got Trey Yankst in Israel. He's a reporter, and he's doing reporting jobs. Now, he's got a producer who's coordinating live shots, satellite phone, back to New York, uh, you know, two minutes out. Here are the elements we have. So there's a lot of coordination and, and logistics involved in television. Um, so there are a lot of different roles for producers, and some of them are uh, my role. I was really a reporter that didn't go on TV until I did go on TV. Uh, a lot of producers are are really engaging in the logistics, covering the logistics for moving your television entities and so on. The reporters, generally speaking, are real reporters, generally speaking. Now, if you're a reporter on, you know, Capitol Hill for CNN, then half the time the newsroom is telling you what to say and you go stand in front of the camera and say what the newsroom tells you to say and the show producers uh, will tell you what to say. So, you know, it's uh, TV is kind of a complex train wreck. There's a, a great reporter at Fox News on Capitol Hill named Chad Pergram. And Chad Pergram is on TV now, but he was a producer. He was their producer on Capitol Hill for a long time. And then they started saying, well, let's go to our producer on Capitol Hill and talking to him. And then he evolved. I kind of did the same thing at the Pentagon. Then he evolved into their on-air reporter. But there are a lot of different, there are a lot more uh, producer roles than there are reporter roles. Some reporters are just, you know, sock puppets that, uh, that read what they're told and uh, what they're told to read and, uh, and leave it at that. So it's, it's, uh, it's a longer conversation, Blaze, but I hope that covers some of it. Donald asks, why does the Biden government insist on being so friendly and supportive of the government of Iran? when the security of the USA and the democratic world is being threatened? That is an excellent question. <laughs> and, I, I, you know, the answer is uh, Barack Obama, to a very large extent. The left is fundamentally anti-American. Iran is fundamentally anti-American. They have that in common. But Barack Obama made sure that the leading terrorist regime on the planet Earth— behind Hamas, behind Hezbollah, behind Palestinian Islamic Jihad, behind the Houthi rebels in Yemen. They made sure the Democrats under Obama and under Biden, and he's doing it in this administration too, get billions and billions and billions of dollars, tens of billions of dollars that they would not have access to were it not for Barack Hussein Obama and for Joseph Robinette Biden. They also, because of bolt-neck John Kerry, ensure that they can spin centrifuges and rich uranium, advance their ballistic missile program. The short answer, Donald, is they're not on our side. Obama, Biden, too stupid to know what he's doing. Democrats, not on our side. Not on our side. And an annoying liberal asks, are you now pro-Black Lives Matter since Trump is, and he misspells Trump and misspells Black Lives Matter and stuff? Um, I think he's talking about Mark Fisher, the Black Lives Matter leader who came out in support of Trump. 
Um, no, Black Lives Matter is a shakedown operation like uh, Al Sharpton on LSD. And no, it's a radical group with Marxists. Uh, it's, its starting point is Marxism, and their leaders are trained Marxists. And, and it's a big racist shakedown, and lots of people have gotten very rich, and I mean billions and billions of dollars, shakedown corporate America and so on. So no, I'm a supporter of, uh, of black lives, but they're not. You know, the abortion rate, the murder rate, nobody's doing anything about it. Um, you know, that's, uh, that's uh, uh, not the case. And President Trump came out and gave an, uh, you know, like a, a thanks and a nice uh, kind of knock on the shoulder to Mark Fisher for his support. And uh, that doesn't mean he's a supporter of the Marxist shakedown operation, and nor am I. Nor am I. So, C. Uh, Kiva. Ciro Kiva asks, will you consider doing a ditto cam like Rush? And when is the next politics in a pint? You know, we've been talking about a, a ditto cam for quite some time, and it hasn't happened yet. But some version of that may be happening in the hopefully not too distant future. And we don't have the next politics in a pint scheduled yet, but we certainly intend to have more politics in a pint events. Um it takes, it takes a good deal of planning. You know what you need? A producer. I'm looking at Michael Piercy. <laughs> I'm raising an eyebrow. He's laughing at me, which is often the case. There will be uh, another politics and a pint, and hopefully many more politics and a pint events. And uh, uh, no time in the immediate future, but ditto cam to come at some point, yes. Kevin McCarthy, the now former Speaker of the House, is taking his illiterate ball and going home. Kevin McCarthy announced that he's leaving Congress. He's quitting Congress, not finishing out his term as a representative from California. He wrote a piece for the Wall Street Journal, which they have published online. Kevin McCarthy, colon. They love their colons. I'm leaving the House, but not the fight. He's not leaving the fight. He wants to go and make money is what that means. My work is only getting started in my next chapter. Well, an anxious nation is hanging on bated breath for your next chapter. Will it involve becoming literate? Will you study the English language? He writes, I'm an optimist. How could I not be? I'm the son of a firefighter. Seems like a non sequitur. For 17 years, I've served in the same congressional seat, the same office in which I was once denied an internship. They asked him to string together a sentence, and then they denied him the internship. Only in America, he writes, I helped lead the Republicans to a House majority twice. We got more Republican women, veterans, minorities elected to Congress than at any time ever before. Now he's leaving. He's taking his ball and go, and now... Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, will call a special election to replace Kevin McCarthy because he's going home bitter and he still can't string together a sentence. (laughs) 
Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.